Welcome to the Bread and Cup podcast hosted by Corey and Shauna Burris. They are a former pastor, a college teacher, and Pacific Northwest coffee lovers. Mostly, they are Jesus followers who find themselves in lots of interesting conversations with non-Christians, former Christians, wondering Christians, and young adults from all kinds of backgrounds. And we want to invite you into those conversations. The Bread and Cup podcast is a place for real talk about the Bible, life, and what it takes to move beyond the easy answers. So let's grab a cup and join the conversation. Welcome to the Bread and Cup podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Shauna. And we're excited to be here with you today. It's been quite a minute. And so we thought we would give you um, just a little bit of an update about why we ghosted you that we didn't mean to, um, what's coming next, and uh, yeah, sort of where we've been. Yeah. Uh, So I'll start off with uh, we have been busy, to say the least. Yeah. Um, And uh, part of that busyness, um, besides kids, kids going to school, us going to school, resituating everything in our lives, kind of figuring all of that stuff out has been um, kind of our journey at church and what our church experience has been like. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to share a little bit about that. I mean, I mean uh, maybe you can start with what inspired the change in church. Yeah, I mean, that's a long and involved story that you all will get to hear a little bit about um, in a couple special upcoming episodes. But I think... The long and the short of it is as we were um, just contending with churches still largely being in lockdown, at least where we lived in Washington State um, in the last, you know, maybe a year and a half ago now, uh, we really started to look at what does it mean to participate in church? Like, what do we mean by church uh, and community within church? And what are some of the things that we think Um, would be really valuable to be part of an ongoing faith practice and what are some things that um, we just maybe wanted to explore in a different way i think that's a good way to say it right yeah so for me there was a very deep need um, and desire to do something that involved doing communion every week Um, in our evangelical upbringing communion is done maybe monthly, probably quarterly. Um, Quarterly is maybe a little more accurate. Um, It is not part of a weekly gathering. And um, plus we wanted to have real wine. Well, that's true. We do have real wine um, with our communion. (laughs) Um, But beginning to make that weekly. Also, if you listen to this podcast, you already know that we really value the idea of having conversations around scriptural traditions what what the bible is saying maybe what it's not saying how is it saying it who is it saying it to um being able to have conversations around questions that are maybe a little difficult to do in sort of a sermon context and not that there's anything innately um wrong with the sermon context we still listen to sermons but just this growing internal value of having our weekly faith um gathering be something that's collaborative like genuinely community collaborative and i liken it to right like the the original church and a lot of like the stories of like um that paul when he was writing to the original church they were having conversation they were like circle conversations in many ways like we always viewed it as like oh somebody came in people were in long pews i remember visualizing it that way Mm. of like oh they're paul's letter to these people no these were people that were literally just sitting in a circle 
asking questions, talking through things. They would pour over Paul's letters and, and say, oh, we've been doing this or we've been dealing with this, and he'd be directly referring to those things. And so his letters weren't read as if they were like the Pope bringing down his, you know, decisions to everyone. They were his guidance and them talking through, well, what does this mean to us? And how does this apply to where we are right now? And, and so I think that that um, taking that model and moving into it and there's good and bad of it. Like we yeah. will talk about that. I'm sure in future episodes of, of like what is good about the situation of where we're doing, how we're doing things now versus not. And some of the struggles we still kind of contemplate and work through and try to figure out. But I think there's some like beauty in the conversations that ha- are had. Some of them are really deep. Some of them are not, you know, and yeah. I think there's kind of, it's kind of cool. So, yeah. So, I mean, if, if you, if you haven't gotten it by reading between the lines, what we're doing is the home church model. It's become widely popular, um, I think, in quite a few post-evangelical circles. There's quite a lot of people, at least out here in where we live um, in Washington State, uh, we know quite a few people who are moving to this home church model. I think it became really popular through the pandemic because you could do it with your pod, right? Smaller groups of people meeting in individual homes or, you know, at a park or wherever it was. Uh, and so we have adopted that model. We found um, just a sort of a diverse range, initially a diverse range of couples. For us, it was really important that there was, I use the term multi-generational, although it's not quite the way you would separate a generation, but sort of people that... Different stages of their life. Different stages of life. Yeah, exactly. And that was pretty important to us. It was also important to us that we weren't just gathering people um, from the church that we had been a part of and were sort of creating a small group from that church and then leaving the church. We felt like uh, for us, that was not the way we wanted this to work. We wanted there to have, to be some... um, I'm Some sorry about the car driving. Yeah, it's a beautiful day today, so we're recording with the windows open. Yeah, if you can hear that. I'm sure. You You're can. welcome. Welcome to our dining room where you can hear the car go by. Um, but so we've sort of intentionally cultivated a group of people that we'd been in conversations with uh, that were all over the map. So for us, our home church is not a church. In fact, uh, it got nicknamed by one of the um, sort of cheeky attenders, uh, church not church, um, because for some of us, like Corey and I, it is our primary faith gathering. It is what we do on Sundays. Uh, It is for us, this is our current church community. But for at least initially, for about half the group, it functions like their small group. They go to other local churches on usually Sunday morning um, for something that's more a typical, you know, live worship music, sermon, you know, video announcements, kids stuff. Um, And then they come and we meet Sunday evenings. uh, And for them, it's a small group. And I I really like that model. To me, it was pretty important that we didn't um, do something that felt like we were starting our own church or that we were attempting to um, create something that was separate from where we had been. For us, it was separate. For me, especially, um, Corey, you and I have talked a lot about how I struggled more in that model than maybe you have. So I I emotionally sort of wanted that distance from the way things had been done. Um, But it wasn't about sort of taking my ball and going home. It was 
it was, I would like to practice this in a different way. How can we do that? And since things were still not fully open, the best way to do it was yeah. just create it. And my uh, not taking my ball and going home attitude was around. I was really concerned that um, we would get people that were just frustrated with the church's model and wanted to rant and rave about how bad mm-hmm. evangelicalism is or this thing, or maybe it would get political or other things like that. Yeah. which Or decompress their hurt, which yeah. is very welcome. Like, yeah. yes, let's please share our stories. But Yeah, but I didn't want... Uh, my concern always has, and I even to some extent is, is like that it doesn't become a complaining moment, just a like, hey, let's be angry about stuff. And isn't that dumb that they do that over there type yeah. of thing? Because I think we're all trying to figure this whole thing out. Anyway, this walk with God, this, all of this is yeah. is a journey. And I just didn't want it to feel like we were, um, we were contributing to that in any way with people. Yeah. Um, but yet... I wanted people, I mean, we have great conversations sometimes, and sometimes we have deep questions that have to do with what we're reading that week, and sometimes we have deep questions that don't have anything to do with what we're reading that week. Yeah, sometimes it's just life stuff. We sit, we'll cry while we grieve something that's happened that week, or we share, um, you know, concerns for our family or kids or communities. Um, And sometimes it feels woefully unproductive what we really end up doing (laughs) is sort of just goofing off but i think there's something to that too because it's the commitment to keep coming together um and humor is an important part of close relationships and so we um i try to contribute on the humor side you do every week you are consistently humorous good job you gold star um so the way that we the way that we set it up was again, like like I said, for me, a high value was that we did communion every time we gathered. The other high value was that we prayed together and that, of course, we actually read the scriptures. Uh, and so one of the ways that, that we decided to ensure that we could do that with some measure of consistency is we've been following a, um, the liturgical calendar and reading the, the weekly um, prescribed Old Testament Psalms and New Testament readings, gospel readings, um, according. So, if you don't know what that is, so the liturgical calendar is based around. I think a couple of churches have adopted it, but it it is based kind of around this idea that there are themes for each week. Um, those themes are expressed in this thing called the collect. And it's kind of this like doctrinal basic it's, thing. It's a bit like a prayer, really. Yeah, it's a prayer it really that is. sort of gives the summary of what our focus should be. So we start with yeah. the collect. And then they, and then yeah. it goes through different chapters of throughout the Bible. Um, um, you know, all there's always the old Bible. Testament. There's always the Psalms. Yeah. And then, or a song of songs. Yeah. And then it goes into other things. And so yeah. what it is, is this idea that over, if you, if you follow the, the, I, it's a three year cycle. It's a th- three year cycle. So like, yeah, if you follow it for three years, you will essentially have read through all of what, the church has decided and i don't know what the church is because i'm not sure who actually established it originally if it was the catholic church or what it was but like essentially you will get kind of these general themes that are yeah. the basic principles of of christianity yeah. in our walk and so. what i liked about it is you don't get to cherry pick verses yeah right like the, it is this is what it is and the and it sort of forces us to engage with a variety of scripture every week right we can't yeah. and not that i don't think reading 
through books. I think there's a lot of yeah. good that, you know, Tim Keller's done that multiple times where he sort of, in his podcast, he goes through, and like, we're staying in Luke, and we're just going to walk ourselves through that. I think that's great. But for us, for this moment, doing this forces us to engage with a variety of different points within Scripture. Yeah. Um, and the other part that I love, um, as we sort of reflect on how do we engage in a faith community, is there are literally millions of other people reading yeah. these same scriptures in lots of different languages in this week. Um, and I think there's something really beautiful about that because yeah. it isn't just we're all listening to the same sermon or we're or podcast or whatever. Um, it's it's that there's millions and millions of people all across the world in their own language and their own culture and their own context wrestling with the same collect, the same, scripture um and i mean obviously not at the exact same time because time zones are a thing but but yeah. sort of in this day for this sabbath this is the way we are all coming together and i think there's something um really profound about that and i appreciate it every time we read yeah the verses um but it yeah in the early days it was hard to not just have it default to something topical we were so ingrained of like, and what do these verses mean for you today? How are you going to take action on them yeah. in the coming days? And over time, we've gotten away from that. We've really gotten towards what is a sticking point for you and what we talked about yeah. or how how, how are you, you thinking about this now? Yeah, I think that's a big yeah. thing that's come up is like, how do you wrestle through that? section that talks about this thing that maybe you're not comfortable with yeah. talking about or hearing about or you know that's been a kind of a common theme at least in the last few months of our, our discussions yeah. which is kind of cool because um there seems to be a lot of it's i hope what it's doing is helping teach each of us how to read our bible with purpose yeah and and try to and with a lot of humility it. yeah that it doesn't always mean it, it, there's not always a one for one. We can't yeah. just pick something up and put it on and say this. This works the way I want it to for my week. Yeah. And um, yeah. to engage with it with intellectual humility and the appropriate yeah. honor, I think sometimes that it deserves. Yeah. Getting away from the uh, what I would call the Tony Robbinsification of church right which is yeah. who so who's the most eloquently speaking person that can talk to us about application of the bible which i think there's purpose i'm not like yeah dissing that element of it but we've gotten a little comfortable i think sometimes with it and never want to either we sit in our pews and we go i'm fine with that you know whatever he says that was really good that was a good sermon this week because i was challenged or that wasn't a good sermon and never saying well what like challenging yourself to get yeah. something out of it or or to to draw from it in a way. Yeah. So So it's been uh it's been great. We've had um a couple of the original families move on to other things and we've gathered some new people along the way. So uh that's also been a good experience. I appreciate that. Yeah. That there's we've seen movement, we've seen change, although the core things are consistent and the reason that this has any impact on this podcast is that um, we meet at the time we used to record. And so we, between adding things into our life, like some additional education, 
um, and just the opening up of the world, which means there's just a lot more stuff. Yeah. This, oh, excuse me, there we go. It's a beautiful day. All the motorcycles are out. Um, so beyond actually us taking on additional things to our plate, some of the things that um, like our foster care experience that had been sort of quieter when we first started this podcast and things were beginning to simmer down um, just by nature of the lockdown. Uh, we've picked up new roles and new things and things that had been quiet had gotten loud. And then with what we jokingly call church, not church, uh, with that being at the same time we typically recorded, it, we just found, we, we just couldn't make it happen so we are pleased that uh we are very pleased that some of the things that had gotten a little chaotic have settled down and we are trying hard to prioritize yeah um, and and uh one of the things that we realized and this was probably a couple months ago is you started getting questions from people again about like hey i heard your podcast and like weird things were like really (laughs) um and then we um we also went to denmark uh, and visited with your brother and uh, sister-in-law. Yeah. Um, that Among many others. And yeah, other families. But uh, them in particular, we stayed with them for a good chunk of that or for part of that. And while we were over there, they asked about it. And we yeah. said, hey, um, we have this idea. Because um, they had a lot of questions and a lot of things yeah. that were just that we had just had really great, deep conversations. And yeah. so we said, hey, what do you think about like, talking through your experience and us having a, the four of us sitting around a dinner table, put up a microphone and record it and then talk through it all. Yeah. So we recorded uh, what will end up being two episodes that are going to be the next two episodes after this one that we'll put out. And they are kind of our conversations around this dinner table. Yeah. And uh, the audio is not great because it was recorded in a big o- room with just one microphone. There weren't individual microphones. We didn't really have huge plans to do this. We thought it would be a cool idea. And so we will be rolling those out. And yeah. you have named them. Uh, yeah, I'm calling them the Copenhagen Sessions because, yes. you know, indie music's in our blood and how can we not take that opportunity so it will be two different episodes it ended up being quite a long conversation sort of around two themes so it will be two episodes um and just for a little bit of background on those now that we're saying you know we are we're going to try to put some more of this out for you this is how these conversations came up um my brother lass and his wife stephanie uh are uh they are among those who consistently send us topics and say, well, what about this thing? And what about that thing? And we actually want that from you guys too. If you are listening to this, we assume you enjoy listening to this and no one is compelling you to. Um, And if you have questions about faith, about life, about um, how, how this is working now for you, uh, please just jump on Instagram. We still exist there. We haven't been posting, um, but we do exist and we will check our messages. So if you have topics you want to put out there, uh, the best way to do that is just um, send us a PM on Instagram. We will hear those and to whatever degree possible, we will uh, answer those questions um, or at least acknowledge that we got them and that we have, you know, we're completely unable to answer that question. Um, Hopefully we can make something up. But so for a little context about um, 
well, I've dubbed the Copenhagen sessions. My brother and his wife, my obviously my brother and I, we were uh, we were raised together in a really similar context. He's a bit younger, so he had a um, somewhat different experience. He's also a boy, and I'm not, and so we had pretty different experiences. Just I think they knew that. But that's they did. Fine. They probably had that all figured out, um, but we had somewhat different experiences in the church because of that as well. Um, obviously, his wife being a girl like me, um, she and I have some similar and some different experiences, but they were raised in the same type of church um, that Corey and I were. They also, um, they met fairly young, but then got married um, sometime after uh, she finished college. Uh, They have a couple kids and they have taken their own journey that's both similar to ours and a bit different. And um, what's been, I think, most interesting is the bulk of their um, reconstruction of their faith or the bulk of their um, next journey in their faith has been in Denmark, in a context where there is a national church. It's the Lutheran Church is the National Church of Denmark, Um, but it's a very secular society. It's primarily atheist. Um, As immigration has ticked up in the last 20 years, there's now pockets of um of other faith um eastern european or you know mid uh middle eastern faith expressions but they're they're somewhat insulated like denmark is still trying to figure that out how to integrate this these pretty different populations um and so for my brother and his wife they've been um they've been raised in this very sort of western evangelical church um and then moved there eight years ago uh and have now been wrestling through what does it mean to be a western evangelical in a western culture that's decidedly not evangelical um and so we've had some really interesting conversations um with them where we land sometimes in similar places and sometimes really not yeah and um, it's a good but they ask great converse, They ask great questions, um, and I think you all will. They're lovely people, and I think you all will really enjoy hearing their stories, their questions, and our conversations. So, thank you for listening to this. Thank you for your patience while we sorted our own decision to take on more and and figure out balance and. Um, I think, Corey, you're going to be posting this plus both Copenhagen conversations at the same time, right? Who knows? Okay. Well, well, we're hopeful. I promise nothing. <laughs> we're hopeful that this, if you're listening to this, it also means you should be able to just go to the next two episodes and listen to the at two Copenhagen. The next one. At least the next one, but the uh, second one following shortly thereafter. Um, and we do also hope to get a few more recorded. and into your hands in the next couple months so thank you for listening thank you for your patience and we look forward to the next conversation to join the conversation like and subscribe then find us on instagram at bread and cup podcast you can also find us at our website and other social platforms linked in the show notes